Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coastline Covenant podcast, although this week could maybe be like the Coastline Covenant and St. Andrew's Presbyterian podcast, because Peter is with Garrick, Sean, and myself as we talk all things potential church merge. Now, if you were at church on Sunday, Sean and Garrick kind of announced where we are at in this process. It might have been a surprise to you. This might have been something that you have anticipated, or you might have actually heard about this. But either way, this is a really, really big deal, and we wanted to spend some time having a conversation about how we got here and what the future of this process might look like. So this is a really good conversation where we kind of tell the story of what God has been doing in Coastline and in St. Andrews over the past year and a half or so. We talk about the ways in which we all first met and our first impressions of each other and the way that this announcement happened this previous Sunday. And then we take some time to talk about what the future is going to look like, namely this idea of discernment. How are we going to discern what the Holy Spirit is doing in this process? And then what's really cool is we actually spend some time praying at the end of the episode and we want to invite you to do the same. So make sure you listen and we'll see you next week and every single week after that. Well, hello and welcome to a great episode of the podcast. I'm just calling it now. This is going to be a good one. We have in my office the the brains behind something that was announced on Sunday, talked about, you know, in back channels. But these are three brilliant men sitting around me <laughs> who are trying to do something really incredible and that we've never done before that no one's ever done before. No one's ever done this before, right? We're the first people to try to bring two churches together. No, lots, lots of people are churches. together. (laughs) Yeah. I should do some more reading then. I guess I totally (laughs) thought that we were the first. No, we are. I'm joined here with Garrick from coastline, I think, right? Yes. (laughs) We have Peter from St. Andrews and Mm -hmm. Sean as well. Uh, We are here to discuss some of the announcements you may have heard on Sunday. You maybe have some questions, maybe want some context, maybe want some background. We just want to tell the story of the announcement on Sunday that you also maybe didn't hear. If you're trying to watch the live stream and it wasn't there, we lost the live stream this week. So if you're wondering what the big announcement was and then suddenly got a blank live stream, we apologize. Uh, This is to fix that. No, we actually cut the live stream because Sean said some really problematic things <laughs> and uh, we didn't want him to get canceled. So. In many sermons, just not this one. <laughs> I No joke. I was with someone at lunch after church and they said, Sean did a really good job. He like really taught the Bible today. And I was like, I can't wait to go back and listen because <laughs> I've never heard you teach the Bible before. Oh, that's great. So that's I wanted to really hear it for the first time. No, I'm kidding. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Sean, let's jump into that moment. Live stream isn't working. Someone's hearing this podcast right now. What the heck are you talking about? What is this announcement? What, what are we kind of alluding to? Yeah. The big announcement was that for probably about the last maybe month, six weeks now, uh, Garrick and Peter and I, as well as Bob White have been talking, conversing, praying, and exploring the idea about merging together coastline and St. Andrews into a joint church of merging them together and seeing them come out of this doing ministry together. And uh, that's a really exciting conversation for us. Uh, I think we've experienced just a ton of open doors and God's presence with us in it. Um, In a lot of ways, it feels like God's authoring it and we're kind of exploring it and finding it together. It's almost like it's already there in the ground and we're discovering God's will in it. Um, It's hard in that it forces you to have a lot of conversations, which can feel threatening, I think, a little bit at times, and you're stepping off into the unknown. It feels like a huge leap of faith. Uh, And it's one of those things where we haven't done it before. I've never merged a church. You guys haven't either. Um, And yet it happens all the time. And so we're trying to learn how to do this, do this well, to see if God's will is in it, to explore all the avenues and see. Uh, But it's been an incredible season, and we just... um, it's one of those times where I just am reminded of how much God loves me um, and his presence with me in it, how much he loves our churches, and that how um, he really is the head of the church, right? That, that he is the one who, who leads it, and that's comforting me through this time when I feel like we have to do something. But he's, he's doing this, and we're, we get to just be a part of it. And so it's been a joyful, exciting process. So um, I'm hoping on this podcast we could let you into this a little bit more and that you can get excited and know how to pray as well. Yeah. I want to say two things. One, someone did come up to me after church again and said, I thought this whole time it was merch. 
<laughs> we're gonna merch the church not merge like merch and they're like that's cool like coastline merch sure and i was like we have we have shirts we could get you shirts we're gonna get some more hats <laughs> that's the big announcement we got hats coming wow I, i'd feel really bad if i'd spent the last six weeks and the time that i've spent in conversation and discussion and prayer over shirts and hats I mean, that'd be disappointing. The stakes are much lower, though. Yeah, that's like, true. It, it doesn't end up working out. It's yeah. just a bunch of hats. Yeah. No, but I also like, Sean, what you said, like letting people in, because yeah. I think something like this can happen at other places and other contexts, and it just gets presented to people, and it's, we expect you to be okay with this. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we've all found in, in leadership that the more transparent you could be, the, the better these decisions are and, and the more that people can be on board with how we get to where we get to. And so that's what I'm really excited about with this episode. We have the three people who are kind of orchestrating this, you know, on earth, God's orchestrating it in heaven. We're, we're, we, we have everybody here to kind of talk about why this is happening, what mm-hmm. this looks like. But I, w- I want to go back before the announcement, before these past six weeks. Let's tell the story of Coastline in St. Andrews because I think this is something that, you know, there, it, it's a little bit like apocryphal. It's kind of mythological. Like Sean leaves Rolling Hills. He gets an email from Peter. P- you know, like <laughs> I, I kind of want to know what happened and I think people want to know what happened. Maybe they've heard the story before, but I don't think you two have ever or you three have ever sat down and actually said what happened. So, sure. so Peter, let's start with you. Um, w- what happened? Why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to add, I think that, um, you know, I told my congregation that I've had like a year almost of just process, discernment, and prayer. And so I think we have a year or somewhere about to do that um, now as a church or as uh, two churches collectively. And that's really good because no one is expected to be where we're at yet. Um, and there were a lot of things discernment wise that led to this decision. A lot of really wonderful, what I felt like were God moments that brought us, um, to having that big announcement on Sunday that really felt like almost like a, like a relief from, uh, keeping this thing inside to just letting it out, to let everybody else kind of be a part of it and participate in it. And there was a lot of thought and prayer and care and discerning that just got us to this point. So I think, I think we're all feeling like a little bit glad, I guess is the right word in the sense that God has brought us to even this point in this conversation. Um, how it started for me is that, um, I started to hear, hear a little bit about what was happening at Rolling Hills. I heard that there was a new church that was coming into existence called Coastline Covenant. And I, I think like a lot of churches in the South Bay that pay attention to what's going on, just sort of uh, uh, was in the loop in the conversations at the playground. And actually randomly while I was surfing, there was conversations going on around, oh, this new church is coming to existence. And so I just felt, I don't know if this was a Holy Spirit, I think it might have been, just like a little nudge, just a little nudge like, hey, maybe I should reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that Coastline's mailing address, which I later realized was just a mailbox, really, was <laughs> in Lomita. And that's where I I live. And I have a close friend who has a coffee shop there uh, named, Cor- the coffee shop's called Corridor Flow. And Shout out Corridor Flow. Yeah, Noriel. And I thought, I don't know, maybe Coastline would need some space there. And so we just collaborate a lot. So I was just trying to uh, be helpful. And then I guess that ended up, and I mean, maybe Sean wants to say the timing of that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that moment where Peter reached out to me was the day that we said goodbye to Rolling Hills. Do you remember the date? December something. Melinda knows, man. Okay. Linda's Almost, shouting it phone. at her car right now and she's driving somewhere listening to this podcast but i mean i you guys remember it, coastline people just remember if you can that day um and then try to enter into what it must have been like to be me because in that moment um i am experiencing profound grief as we say goodbye to rolling hills i am massively disoriented by what is happening there's this excitement and newness as we say goodbye. And as we, we all launched, remember that day we launched the Instagram. We walked thing, over across the street. And we, yeah. la- we pushed, you know, we announced the whole name of the church. It was this euphoria. And then there's just a lot of interpersonal goodbyes, right? So I get home that day and I am more exhausted having walked through every emotion 
possible. And there's a Facebook message from Peter like, hey, here you're a new church. Do you want to get together? And in that moment, I was beginning a two-month sabbatical. And I was like, bro, I cannot talk to anybody about church right now. I am in pieces. Uh, I can't do it. Um, but I was super just, I was blown away that a neighbor, you know, pastor would reach out on that day. Um, and so once I stepped after two months, I stepped back in and Garrick and I started looking for a place to meet. We knew we would need to. And I said, Hey, you know, I, this guy from St. Andrews reached out to us. I, I wonder if I should see if there's any potential of space there. And I reached out and he's like, yeah, I do have space. Why don't you come look at it tomorrow? And that's how it began was this moment that God kind of set up of for him to hear and for him his heart to be moved and for it to be available. It just became this thing where God was bringing it together. And I always think about this. If I'd been paying attention, chances are an answer to where we would meet was the, the foundation of that was being laid the moments that we were leaving Rolling Hills. Mm. It was just such a moment of providence. And it was the start of a real great friendship between Peter and us and just what God's doing in these churches. Yeah, so like... Hearing that part of the story <laughs> made me go like, man, there's so many times where you get that nudge and you just like, man, you got to act on that thing yeah. Yeah. because you have no idea what I had no idea the meaning of all of that. Right. So that is so beautiful to me. It's just that first little like, wow, there's something that God did there that certainly I wasn't intending and just felt really beautiful. And then when I got your kind of response back i was like wow even in that i was like hey that was more than i was expecting mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. and so that began this kind of uh this journey mm -hmm. i guess you'd say this journey into getting to know each other and just sort of like learning each other's churches a little bit um and we did a bunch of stuff i guess the other thing that i would say is related in in retrospect for me is that I feel like just the pandemic in the context of what was happening in that season was also from my end a really like stretching hard, like I know it was for many pastors, a uniquely challenging season where, you know, we were disrupted and just learning, like, what do we do now? And this is big questions of what's a future? What, what does God want to do with St. Andrews going forward? And we knew that it was gonna look different out of that season mm -hmm. than um, it had previously looked. And so I know the church overall was asking those questions. And so it's really been amazing to me that in those like dark nights, those difficult prayers, prayers for help, prayers for um, just like, what's the future? What's a vision? Um, what are we gonna do? How do we rebuild after such a hard season? that God was kind of doing this work of friendship along the way. And that in that work of friendship, that there were needs being met that I think um, would have been really hard to, or even didn't need to, they just sort of like happened and fell into place that were felt like out of prayer, like, God, I need help. Uh, we need, we need people to step up. And then here is this, opportunity for that to happen yeah you know yeah so those are the ways and then just kind of built yeah it's incredible yeah. to think about the lord's faithful provision and for all of us in this and we experience it in different ways like i was reminded as sean was sharing his story like that was back in the season where you were like you were so disoriented by it all i still remember standing up in front of the congregation like announcing it and i felt like i had to be like number one cheerleader you I, and right I, I was like 100%. this is gonna be great and i in some ways i knew that and really thought that it was and the other part of me was like we're about to step off a cliff in a totally disorienting church environment as a whole. Like we're, it's December, 2020. We're in yeah. the middle of COVID churches aren't even meeting in their buildings. Yeah. And so I remember when Sean <laughs> came to me, he was like, Hey, this really cool thing happened. Uh, the senior pastor at St. Andrews and I knew St. Andrews cause I had done a couple weddings there familiarity with some people crossover, whatnot through the years. And Sean's like, Hey, you know, I didn't even know Peter at the time he reached out and then, you know, there's opportunity there just, you know, looking to connect with us, encourage us. And there might be opportunities as far as, you know, a space and whatnot. I remember thinking to myself, 
what are we going to do with a space? Like nobody can meet anywhere, right? <laughs> like we don't even need it right now. Like we're, we're trying to start a church, we think in backyards. Yeah. And that's where we were at the time. And I highlight that because isn't it interesting that in the middle of such a disorienting season, uh, not only for maybe Sean, myself, Coastline, but then also for Peter and St. Andrews, and then for just the wider large capital C church, the Lord is already like sowing the seeds of his provision because he's even providing like friendship to encourage of heart and potential ministry space to bring mutual encouragement space that we ultimately needed, you know, several months later um, where he was kind of planting that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we've, we felt like that at least on the coastline side where it's like, I feel like God has put us on this like path and we're just trying to run to keep up as he's opened up the path and the doors. Um, and so that's why I think it's fun to look back and share some of the narrative because a lot of it is God's provision um, where we just feel like we're, we're not like hacking away at bushes here trying to find the path. Mm. I feel like God has been like, and here's the path in front of you. And we've been like, it seems like we should run because mm-hmm. he just keeps doing things is probably how I feel. Garrick, when we started at St. Andrews, you know, we were doing preview services and then we were like starting to do Sunday mornings. When did you feel like, oh, we're not just tenants, but we really feel like this ministry partnership growing with St. Andrews? Well, I I think Sean can speak into this too. I remember when we first walked around and Pastor Peter and Bob uh, we're just, we're meeting each other and you were just showing us your church and your facility, you know, from the worship uh, the sanctuary to the fellowship hall and all the children's classrooms and whatnot. And they were talking about all of their history of having different church plants in and what's mm-hmm. worked in the past and maybe what they've learned. And I remember Sean and I just walked away and I think, I remember thinking two things. I really like these guys. And I can't believe how open-handed they are with what they have for the sake of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, that shouldn't be surprising if you're following Jesus, right? But I think there's, there was a... I always tell people are drawn to people who are wise in Christ and who are generous in the Lord. Mm. You bring those two things together, and you might not even be able to define it, but you're going to be attracted to the person. I felt that way with Peter and Bob. Um, and so I think there was a initially a mutual like, oh my gosh, not only is this space gorgeous, um, and I just, I really, and I think Sean does as well, extremely appreciate the history, the heritage, the tradition. Um, it's such a unique space and a historical space for the kingdom in the South Bay. I think even just to be there is, it, it's a gift. And then to think about, man, I really enjoy these guys. Um, I was just drawn. And so every time we had an opportunity, like, hey, maybe it makes sense to do something together instead of individually. My heart was like, yeah, we should. <laughs> we should do that. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with the wisdom and the grace and the open handedness of faith that I saw um, in the leadership at St. Andrews. Yeah, Peter, what about for you? When did you start sensing yeah. Coastline's not just renting? I but. mean, we liked you too then. But <laughs> um, I actually think maybe in that second part of what you said at the end, which is for me, it started to sort of become more than just renting when you guys said, hey, we want to do things together. Um, I don't even know exactly, you know, maybe it was the Super Bowl was the first yeah. one and that was just kind of out of a practical need. But there was just a sense by then we were faced with a new question, which was, hey, do we want to do things together? And what would that mean? And I mean, I always feel like my heart is to look. I just always am compelled by this question of, man, what happens when we start stop looking at each church and denomination as somebody who's a competitor or a weird rival to what we're doing. And we actually said, what happens if the actual churches got together? What could happen not for the churches, but for the community? For and, the South Bay. Yeah, for this, maybe for that, if there's like a, you know, website with that name or something. <laughs> yeah. For one penny a year, you can. <laughs> and, and, and so it's funny, I was having those prayers in, in even during the coronavirus uh, season when pastors would come together, I felt this strong impression like, here's an opportunity. I'm even looking at like 
places like where churches are in decline, like Europe, one of the things that I think in the renewals that are happening is it's it's kind of moving to uh, post-denominational mm-hmm. sort of ecumenical collaborations and some of the things we lost in some of that division. I think when it comes together, it could create um, something really important for rebuilding the church. And so when faced with a practical opportunity to do that, um, also we've seen just how wonderful um, your services and your leadership is um, from all of the people that are involved at Coastline, that it just said, yeah, this would be a great opportunity for us to learn, to kind of cross-pollinate. And that's one of the things we've always tried to do with church plants is sort of, or anybody who's using the spaces, we're learning from everyone. We're trying to learn whatever God wants to do. Mm -hmm. So who's ever around and how they're approaching ministry, that's a great learning opportunity for us. And so when the things came together, then it was like, oh, wow, okay. Great. Well, we have other opportunities. <laughs> Maybe if we work together, we could do more than we could do if uh, we try and pull it off all on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I think for me, and this is a story I don't think I've, I've never told the story publicly. I don't even know if I've told this to you guys, but when I was in the search process at Rolling Hills, I had a meeting with the search firm. And before I was meeting with them, I took some time to pray. And I felt like God gave me this word that was watch and see what I'm about to do. And I was like, oh, I am getting this job. This is about to be big. And I logged on to the Zoom call. And one minute later, (laughs) I was released from the process and off the Zoom. And I remember going, what was that moment? What was this watch and see what I'm about to do? And that was so disorienting for me because I'm not a big guy who is like, oh, the Lord just spoke to me. I am the last guy to know when the Lord's speaking, I feel like. Uh, And yet I was really convinced that he had. And so Coastline became this curious discovery of, is this the thing that God's about to do? And then finding when Hunter and Michael joined and when Rochelle and Nikki joined, it was always like, I'm discovering this thing that God has told me he wants to do. But I was always kind of exploring it. And St. Andrews, when the campus kind of opened up and our relationship became the next thing. Uh, And it's always kept me very open and seeking as we've moved this whole process of Oh, is this the thing that you want me to watch and see and wait for God? Um, and I and I believe it is. I mean, to the ultimate end, I don't know. I mean, this process, fifty we always say fifty percent of churches that begin this process don't complete it. Regardless of what it is, it gives me that confidence that God is creating this thing for Coastline and for St. Andrews as well. And we're just a part of it. But that that moment there was the moment that kind of got me ready for every next step along the way. All those months ago. All those months ago. Crazy. A lot of them. And so, how do you say this? Not every relationship you start leads to marriage. Sure. How did we determine that this is the path that we're on now? Like, we like Peter, we like Bob, we like St. Andrews, like, we like the church, we like meeting there. Mm-hmm. At what point, and you know, we're partnering, whatever, like, at what point we're like, let's let's see how far we can take this thing. Yeah. Like, when did that become the conversation instead of just like, oh, this is a really great partnership and excited to continue having two separate churches? I would just like to point out before Sean begins that that metaphor really breaks down for Sean. Because <laughs> his relationship that he did start led to marriage. So oh, that's the only kind I, of relationships I do. <laughs> goodness I'm gracious. In, I'm in. You know when, when Garrick is the first to jump in, a, not even a breath after I finish, he's got something really good to say. Yeah, yeah. So that I, when I looked could, in your eyes, you said, like, you know, not all relationships <laughs> ended. I'm like, Sean's do. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. That's a, not the, that's not the question. Like how do you marry your girlfriend? The question is when did we determine or when did you guys determine that like this partnership has an end date that's, or has like an ending that's different than just two separate churches under one roof. Well, there's so many things that we kind of did together that, that just worked. And that was, um, super soul Sunday was fantastic. Uh, the Easter, um, partnership that we had Holy week partnership, VBS, those were all things that we kind of did together that gave us a chance to get to know one another and see that Derek, you always say this, that sometimes one plus one doesn't equal two, it equals three. Mm -hmm. And those were all moments that helped us see like when we do stuff together, God shows up in surprising and exciting ways. Those things, I think set the stage for the first conversations began. I think when I came to you, Peter and said, I think we may need to go to Sunday morning. And you said, well, why stop there? 
<laughs> what if we do more than that? And then I think the transitions on your staff gave us a chance to maybe explore it from a different way. But um, we had all of these kind of just normal ministry interactions that I think we, I was so excited to see. Like, when we do this, this works. I think that was the start. Yeah. Peter, what about you? Yeah, I feel the same exact way. I, I think one of the things I can say is... Um, was it the last, I think the last time we were worshiping um, together, I had this moment in worship where I was sort of, like, you know how you like can see it in hindsight a little? And it was like, I just had this process moment and I started to not think about only myself and I started to think about Coastline. And I think it was when you were preaching, so I had more of that ability to be present in the service. Yeah. And so, and I was like, oh wow, God, like so they're coming out of this season we're coming out of this season, like maybe the things that were meant, for, and we were singing that song, I, whatever it is, like it's out of a Romans text where it's like, you know what, what the men, what the enemy meant for evil, like you mm -hmm. turn it for good, sure, yeah. Yeah. and we were just singing that, and I was like, okay, like, is this what's happening, God? Mm -hmm. Like, is this the upside? Is that possible mm -hmm. that you would bring two churches? like you were saying kind of like that you have something good in store for and those two things could be aligned together. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was one of the moments where I really felt that as we've been discerning along the way. Um, I've kind of always sort of felt like that was a possibility even out of the first time we worshiped just because I was like from a practical reality. I felt like, wow, this is really interesting. We're really aligned. There's a lot of DNA here. Um, so thinking in like kind of that, that church leader mindset, there were some things that seemed like, oh, those could be really good. Um, but then like kind of spiritually to start to feel like, oh, there's more here than just Peter coming up with the, you know, <laughs> thing to do. Uh, but there's like, like just things about it that you couldn't force or that you couldn't plan for that were falling into place. And like God was in the, in those spaces and had been in those spaces. So. Garrick, any, anything to add to that? I think it's been said. Okay. It's been, it's been said well. It's been said very well. And so that's the context. That's where mm -hmm. we have been. And that leads us to this past Sunday when we announced it to both churches. And uh, really quick, I was I was running junior high, so I didn't get to, I was running actually both youth groups, which is what I do now. Um, I didn't get to hear responses. Kind of, let's, let's you know, out our congregations. Were people excited? Were people nervous? Were, what were some things that you guys heard after the announcement came out besides we're, we're going to buy a new hat? St. <laughs> Andrews gave you applause when we talked about the youth groups being merged and that was a good applause, Peter. That was really good. Yeah. There were moments of spontaneous applause. One Is was, that rare for St. Andrews congregation? Every so often it'll happen. I feel like <laughs> they really are, can be encouraging in big things, mm -hmm. which is really a wonderful thing. And you guys had applause too at the end yeah, we did, of your yeah. service. Which, and I thought you guys did it well. In fact, I was really kind of, to be honest, small jealousy <gasps> because you guys got to do it together. And I yeah. was like, oh, they got to do it together. <laughs> like, I want to do it with somebody. <laughs> a plurality of leadership. Maybe is soon, Peter. Maybe thing. soon. Kind of like get that clarity of thought. Let the other person talk. Like, totally. You know what I mean? Like, all that good stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then I would say just a lot of positive mm -hmm. comments after. I think I would summarize it as, like, cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And needing to sort of like go through a process of really um, discerning. And yeah. then that's what we're kind of committed to as well. And so, you know, as we as we work on those things together, then I feel I feel good that that as we bring more of a concrete sort of representation of what this would mean, mm -hmm. that um, then people will get a more uh, just a more practical Mm -hmm. picture and then we'll move from there mm -hmm. um, and that will be helpful but i think they also appreciated i think from the saint andrew side they appreciated like um that that we have a direction and we're yes. going you know that's what we're doing mm -hmm. and so i think there was that sense of like okay like this is a direction mm -hmm. something like that yeah i would say that there was excitement and interest 
And then that excitement and interest is followed up with a whole lot of questions. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense because we, I think we highlighted it in the beginning of the podcast. If we didn't, it's a good moment to pause and remind people we have been intentional about inviting the whole congregation into the conversation in the very early stages which we said from the stage to remind people like you're going to have a ton of questions don't forget so do we and we honestly don't have concrete answers yet and neither do you and that's part of the discernment prayer process it's part of the exploratory process together um so it's good if you're listening to this podcast and you have a lot of questions as to what does that mean for coastline what does that mean for saint andrews what does that mean for daily experience in church um yeah i mean it just just to remind people that you've been invited in on the the interest kind of level and saying hey lord it seems like you're opening doors here so yeah, and the website, we kind of jokingly plugged it, like forthesouthbay.com. I think the podcast as well. These are all going to be spaces for transparency where it's not one way. We're not saying like, here's the decision we've made or here's the decision that we're going to make. It's here, here's what we're thinking and then kind of leaving it to the congregation to respond, mm-hmm. um, which I really, really like. And the idea of like responding is, I think, one of the themes of this conversation. Like we're responding to the spirits, prompting to unify, and we're going to need to continually respond to the Holy Spirit. And I think we keep using this word discernment, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a big churchy, Holy Spirity word. So, Garrick, I know you're really passionate about this part of the process, you know, and that's your language. When, when I was making the for the South Bay website, Last week, my door was open and Peter, Sean and Garrick were talking and I just started writing words that they were saying down and like (laughs) stringing them together in sentences. And the one thing we kept from that was process of discernment. But I think it's important that people know, like if you want to know what it's like to work with Hunter, I met with Hunter and said, do you think it'd be good for us to do a website about the potential merger? And he goes, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm too busy. Then Garrick, (laughs) Garrick, Peter and I meet. And while we're meeting, Hunter comes out and says, I was listening to you guys. I created a website. Here it is. Go. (laughs) He literally built it in the 10 minutes that we were talking. It was ready to go. This podcast is brought to you by squarespace.com. Use offer code coastline for your first year for a penny. Anyway, uh, so Garrick, this is a really good opportunity, I think, to kind of land the plane in the future. So we've talked about the past, talked about the present. Let's talk about the future. The future of this process in, in you know, between all of the conversations, the discussions, the logistics, the reading, the research, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we have to rely on God moving in our individual hearts and in the hearts of our congregants and ultimately in both of our churches towards this new thing. And so, Garrick, Maybe for the people listening, talk to the, us about what this process of discernment looks like from your perspective, mm-hmm. um, what we're committing to as two different staffs, and where you hope it ultimately leads us. Yeah. Let, let me break it down and talk about kind of the process that's going to happen with us, and then the process that I would hope would happen in an individual, and try to keep both of those kind of succinct. Uh, the first one, obviously, is... Um, uh, Peter and Bob and Sean, Nikki and I are getting together weekly um, on Thursdays, which I think we communicated on the website because we've invited people, hey, we're going to meet from one to three in that time. Be praying for us, right? Cover us in prayer. And a lot of that conversation is going to begin to then dig into, I think, the practicalities of what would that look like Uh what, what are the things that we need to hold open-handed? What are the things we need to receive? Where do we need to have conversation? Um, so all of that stuff will start. There's another aspect to this of, you know, working with the different denominations. It's important, you know, the Pacific Southwest of the Covenant is coming in, meeting with the leadership of St. Andrews next week, um, just to begin conversations to help us think about, are we aligned in our mission, vision, values? Because it really starts there. And so I think our conversation conversation with the five of us and then our denominational uh, representation with the St. Andrew's leadership, their session, beginning to have a conversation in that lane. That's, that's where things will start. And I think they'll, they'll progress from there and probably move into more of a, okay, then practically, how do we bring these two ministries, these two churches collectively together in kind of a John 17 moment for the sake of real kingdom impact and purpose for the South Bay? Um, so the, the process is always this interesting blend of uh, seeking the spirit in prayer 
and recognizing uh, where you think you're at, but trying to hold things with open hands. Um, and you have to almost like try things on, I think, in conversation and then be able to take those back to the Lord. Um, and so I think that's kind of what I envision us uh, doing, the, the five of us as a start. I think individually that discernment process, like anything, you first have to come before the Lord and give to him your both what you hope will happen and what you fear is going to happen. If you don't get to those two places, then I don't think you really get beyond just telling God something at him, right? If you're trying to listen to him, you need to start with telling him, this is what I'm hoping for. This is what I'm afraid of. And I need to release both of those to you and then sit in a place of discernment to say, how do you want to speak into those places? How do you need to reframe where I'm placing my hope? And how do you need to reframe where I hold fear? Um, and where do you need to speak into that? Um, and that's what I think it because then I think then you're really in a place in your heart where your heart is really open handed. And you can have honest conversation about what you're excited about, what you're afraid about, um, and you're having real conversations, um, you know, that that help you build relationship and build successful ministry. So I think that needs to happen at, at a group level um, with the leadership, and it needs to happen on an individual level as our congregants for both churches, St. Andrews and Coastline, as we try to pray over this process that we recognize. Lord, I'm going to pray in a direction, but even before I pray in that direction, because of my hope and fear, I'm releasing that to you to allow you to reframe that. So when I'm praying, I'm really praying open-handed into the will of the Father and not just out of like, Garrick hopes for this and he's deathly afraid of that. But you got to identify that and be able to talk about it because if you don't, that stuff will stay underneath and drive your response. So, yep. Love that. So how are you going to implement that in your weekly meetings? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, I mean, prayer will be a big part of what we do. And I think building honesty of friendship. I think uh, Peter, Bob, Sean, and I, um, and including Nikki will only add to it. We've had, I think, some beginning conversations of just real honesty of, of being able to say like, yeah, there are probably three or four things that are the hardest or the biggest things to try to figure out or the hardest things to hold loosely. Um, and so I think the reality of that conversation, and I think there's already enough friendship there to, to not, you know, do a, a, a dance of politeness, right? Like, oh, I don't, I, you know, it's just like, I, I need to be honest with you. Like I am excited about this and man, this makes me nervous. Right. Like, and I'm, you know, I'm probably the person on the team that's like, man, I'm really excited. And yet I'm also like really nervous at the same time. So I think that's a good place to be in, in the sense of seeking the Lord. So I would say honest conversation and prayer and, and, and leaving space for the, the, the layer of conversation about this is what I'm really thinking and this is what I'm feeling and I need to bring that out and allow the community of leadership to know as well as the Lord to work on it. Well, I think a good way to end this, which was your suggestion, Garrick, before we started, is the time of prayer. So let's invite people in to pray alongside us. Um, if you don't want to listen to this, if you don't want to listen to a couple of people praying, then, you know, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Uh, or, you know, you, maybe you're not a Christian. If you don't want to pray and like, you just <laughs> don't come to church anymore. If you're not willing, that's bad advice that we, we've just guilted people into prayer. That's we're, we're invited you into pray with us. That I'm, guilt is really an invitation. I'm actually inviting Peter and Garrick into prayer. <laughs> Sean, it was good having you. <laughs> you can leave the room. You can go surf now. Um, <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> no, so I think it'd be helpful. I think it'd be cool. And I think honestly, in the name of like transparency and open and honesty, like let's pray and let's have a moment where we are really bringing our prayers and our hopes before the Lord. Um, so again, you are invited to pray alongside with us if you want to turn it off. I would turn it off. If that doesn't make me a Christian, then whatever. Uh, but if you want to keep <laughs> praying with us, but we'll also invite you, you know, to keep 
praying daily. Garrick, we had the 1115 alarm. Yes. Have we retired it? We, you know what? We haven't retired it. We've uh, redirected it. <laughs> I love that. So instead of uh, setting our alarms at 1115 to all pray together for a morning service, service, which right. the Lord has provided. So let's give credit where credit is due. The Lord is amazing and prayer works, friends. Yes. Um, We're redirecting. So yeah, so let's redirect and say, let's set our phones for, we're saying three o'clock? Thursday at three. Thursday, Thursday at three. three. Yeah. Yeah. So pray for the Lord's leading, guiding, wisdom, direction, um, and hand of blessing on this idea of uh, merging St. Andrews and Coastline Covenant, and we will start praying together at three o'clock. Set your alarms. Pray for St. Coastline. Three o'clock. St. Coastline, three o'clock. I will say that we are talking about new youth group names, and St. Coasties comes up quite a bit. Does it really? St. Coasties. Shout out Alicia Hernandez, who I'm certain does not listen to the podcast, but she made a sweater, and she sent it to me. She said, I want this sweater. Like she designed one, and I was like, "Oh, really?" And it like, says Saint Coast. Yeah, I was like, it? "Okay, go make it. I don't care. Like, if you want, if you want the sweater." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my big question is this: How many sentences would it take to explain what it means and how we got there for Saint Coasties? We'll find out next week on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So why don't we um, have a time of prayer, and then we'll we'll kind of close the episode. So let's just maybe go in a circle, Garrick. You can open, and then I'll close. Sure. Um, and again, what are our main? prayer points. What are the main things we're bringing? Wisdom for what's potentially going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, openness, honesty, and just mm-hmm. that we would respond to the Holy Spirit. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. That we would be in the right posture of, you know, not running ahead, but in very much listening to what the Lord's doing. Right. Because I mean, again, think about when the Lord does speak, it gives us such confirmation and courage of faith, mm-hmm. right? I think back to the story that Sean shared of like knowing what the Lord was saying to you, like watch and see what I'm about to do has been such a theme. And I've seen it in Sean's life. His openness in a lot of new ways is a direct result of that. So, mm-hmm. and and Peter mentioned it already in this podcast too. Like sometimes it's this really understood statement. Other times it's a small little nudge in the spirit. And yet when we say yes to that, I think we're opening ourselves up to God's kingdom work on this earth. So let's do it. Let's do it. Father, I thank you for your goodness uh, to us. Lord, we thank you that you saw us doing this podcast probably back in 2020 when we had no clue what was going on and we were in this time of disorientation, uh, both um, for the launch of Coastline and St. Andrews and uh, just your church in general dealing with the pandemic. And yet, Lord, you've brought us here and you have been so faithful. And so, Lord, we just want to open our hearts to you. We want to open our minds to you. We want to say that we are here as your servants Father, we're not here to have you serve us. And so in that, Lord, we ask uh, that you would uh, continue to help us understand uh, collectively, um, Father, where our hope lies in you and where our fear sits uh, with you moving us forward. We acknowledge together that your hand is in this, that you've been in this from day one. Father, that you have been Uh, creating a path before us for Coastline that we have been just trying to stay in step with you, to walk in the Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you for your amazing faithfulness. Father, we thank you for all the things that we've shared in this podcast of how you have brought St. Andrews and Coastline together in friendship and then together in uh, partnered ministry. And now, Lord, as we look to something even deeper, Um, the potential of a merge. We acknowledge, Lord, that we can't do this without you. We acknowledge that we were never looking for this. And yet, Father, we just want to be faithful um, following you. And so, God, we ask that you would continue to work in us and on us, uh, that we might see the world as you see it. And, Father, that you might uh, bless the beginnings of these meetings um, as we explore together what are next steps? Um, so God, be at work. Help us to remain open-handed. Lord, I pray for not only us as leader, but for our two congregations, 
the hope and joy that sits with this possibility, God. Uh, we pray that you would fan that into flame. God, that if you are here and actively desiring this, that you would take that and you would lead us in your strength, that you would lead us in hope, Father, of who you are, that you are out in front of us leading this thing, even though we don't know how to answer all the questions. And Father, in the places where we um, are apprehensive or unsure or unclear, God, we pray that you would give us the mind of Christ, Father, that we would live into James 1.5, we would seek you for wisdom, and Father, that we would be um, quick to come to you, but, but slow of mind and heart to jump to conclusions or make decisions. But God, that we would leave room and space for your spirit to speak and reveal things in your timing that we don't yet understand. Um, so in many ways, God, we're asking for us to be uh, slow in our speaking. Would you open our ears? Would you allow us to hear your small, still voice as leaders? And then God, as a congregations, would you speak amongst your people? Lord, if you are in this, you will be at work in the minds and the hearts of our brothers and sisters at St. Andrews. You will be working in the mind and the heart of our brothers and sisters at Coastline, because ultimately, Lord, you are the one helping, uh, giving us the picture for a, a beautiful evangelical outreach oriented church that desires to make your name great in the South Bay. And to that end, Lord, we're exploring with you. So Lord, come and do your work in us that we might be honest before each other and that your spirit might lead us. Yes, God, and I just uh, wanna say thank you for all the ways in which um, you've done your work, Lord, that we've shared in these stories. Um, we just acknowledge that um, your ways are above our ways, Lord Jesus, and that you know um, the plans uh, that uh, we should be living into, um, that you've prepared a work for us to do in advance, Lord. And so I just pray that uh, you would continue to speak, Lord, and give us the ability to listen, um, give us the ability to know when it's you that's speaking to us and um, to trust in uh, your voice um, and to trust in that above all else, Lord, just that we would seek your wisdom above all else. Um, as we've been praying, Lord, I just feel that that image of uh, the Israelites in the wilderness, Lord, as they're um, looking to a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, Lord, I just pray that um, you would lead us Lord, when we need to stop, that we would stop and just be patient um, and, and, and to learn how to wait on you. And then when you go, Lord, may we move and move in the direction that you want us to go. Just make us faithful. Um, and, and, and I pray that a spirit of wisdom would just be upon both churches, everybody listening, Lord, that we would um, just seize this opportunity, Lord, to get close to you. Um, to um, draw near um, and just just to know you better, um, to understand uh, how you work in our lives individually and collectively as we do church together, Lord. And God, uh, one of the things that we've said as we've kind of reflected on this first year as Coastline in the city of Redondo is that the city of Redondo Beach, Lord, it is church property rich, but Lord, it's evangelism and it's gospel, and it's disciple poor. And Lord, we are asking that you would raise up Coastline in St. Andrews to uh, reach Redondo Beach and reach the South Bay for you, that God, we could be um, a church that makes a difference um, for these people and to bring your kingdom here, Lord. We see the gap that exists currently, and we're asking that you would use us to fill it. And yet, Lord, we, we give this to you with open hands. Lord, if this is of you and if this is what you want, we will ask for continued open doors. We pay, pray for unity and for our problems to be easily solved. We pray for uh, people to be working throughout the denominations to bring solutions to big problems. And God, we ask that you would do it um, for your namesake. And God, if this is not from you, Lord, we ask that you would make that clear to us as well and that you'd build both churches to have different kinds of ministries to reach this people. But Lord, we desire to be used 
Um, Lord, this is not about us or about our own churches, but it's about you. And so, Lord, um, we believe there's just <laughs> has not been a time like this, Lord, where um, people's worlds have been shaken and where their communities have been changed and where they are, uh, where things have been more open, perhaps, for the opportunity for you to move than, than the time that we're living in right now. So, Lord, we're here. We're asking that you'd use us. Um, so, Lord, do something great for St. Andrews and for Coastline to reach people with the great name of Jesus. And Lord, I'm reminded of the trajectory of the Psalms of orientation, disorientation, and new orientation or reorientation. And I, I just think that we have come out of a season of disorientation. We, we've all kind of said that in this conversation. And Lord, as we leave disorientation and head into a new orientation, God, I pray that we would just have open hands and open hearts to receive the new thing that you're doing. New is often scary. New is often frightening. We often push back on new. It challenges us. But God, you are doing something so new, something that is so you in these two churches, God, that if if we're paying attention, we're seeing something really incredible happening. And God, I pray that we would just be running towards you, not running towards our own wisdom, our own strength, our own ideas, God. I pray we'd be running towards you and your spirit and the way that your spirit is moving and doing this new thing, God. Lord, I'm thankful for these guys around the table. I'm thankful for Nikki and Bob and all the people praying and providing wisdom for this conversation and for this thing, God. I pray that this would just be your will for the South Bay. I pray that these two churches wouldn't come together for any other reason besides growing your kingdom and growing your name in the South Bay. So Lord, just be with us as we have these conversations, as we enter into this process, God, be with us. And God, I just pray that we would be looking back next year after we look back on the previous year and say, wow, look at all the crazy things that have happened since we began these conversations. God, I, I pray that a year from now, we would be in such a new space, we would say only God could have done this, Lord. So we're open and we're excited. God, be with us as we have these conversations, as we seek your spirit, and as we try to discern what the next move for these churches are. Lord, thank you for everything you've done so far. In, in the long history with St. Andrews and the new story of Coastline, God, you are so faithful. You've done so many incredible things, God, and we are just expecting you to do more so lord be with us as we have these conversations as we enter into this process god be with everybody involved lord we just pray for your wisdom and your spirit and your favor and your blessing god we pray this all in the mighty name of jesus who can do all things amen